what kind of cheese can you afford on your, you know, big INS money? What is that like Roquefort? No, no, it's it's Tillamook, which everyone knows is a fine cheese. So that Tillamook was a brand. Tillamook, Tillamook, can you do the fandango? <laughs> Actually, it's two L's. Do you think it's Tillamook? Maybe it's no, Tillamook. We would have heard that. But, well, it is apparently it is pronounced Nutella, and uh, nobody told anybody in America that until recently. What? What did people think it was? Nutella. 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 Yeah. Have you all been calling it Nutella? I don't talk about the gross stuff. It so. is gross. I don't even know what a hazelnut is. Ugh. I think it's pronounced Nutella. Nutella. I think everyone knew to call it Nutella. I think the two of you maybe. Yeah, I thought it was Nutella. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I've I've seen ads on TV that referred to it as. And I Nutella it all over her. You'd be proud of that one, Mike. Yep. <laughs> so in in real time, mm-hmm. Brian and I here in Austin, Texas, just survived a Category 9 twister. The deadliest of deadly storms oh. descended deadly upon twister. the first city, the, the revenge of South by Southwest. I like I was I actually like drove up to the tornado and said can't be reasoned with it can't be bargained with there's no control in it <laughs> your your retention for garbage movie lines is unparalleled yeah says it doesn't it's it's paying off right now though yeah it is this is this is this is the long term investment you're cashing in those chips yeah but there's a lot of public school teachers who are getting their comeuppance right now man those dumb fucks <laughs> i only have one that was worth a shit well that's you know well maybe the ones that are listening to us are worth right. a shit uh they're the ones that are worth a shit in a young kid's life i was gonna say that if any of us made the statement 90 percent of public school teachers are worthless they would yeah. say yeah that's true yeah, because they are so. part of that ten percent. Clearly, they're good listeners of INS, so they've already got <laughs> mm-hmm. they've already got some credibility. They're teaching art. They're teaching shop. Mm-hmm. They're teaching computer sciences. Cosmetology. I wish I would have taken cosmetology. Yeah, man. I should have. Better off than I am now. Probably. Yeah. There's big money in that, right? You'd have, you'd have, you know, you'd be able to do your own hair. No, you don't do your own hair. That's the old logic problem, right? Go to a barber shop. There's two barbers. One with a bad haircut. One with a good. One with a good. Mm-hmm. Who, whose chair do you sit in? Uh, you go to barber that with the bad haircut. The bad haircut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Classic. But I bet those teachers recognize those logic problems from their third grade set of brain teasers. Yeah. Sometimes I would do those brain teasers, but I'd get turned on. <laughs> they tease <What>? me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of one? What is a hole? Hmm. You could put your dick into. <laughs> well, now I kind of understand. These are the the brain. These are the brain teasers in a penthouse forum. Was the riddle what gets bigger the more you take away? <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be. A, and I see that that would be a good one. That's better yeah. than. There's one. You know, this is this maybe the second or third time we've talked about riddles on INS. Well, because oh. we just saw a movie. About a man whose identity was oh. making riddles. I, I didn't and know that. Oh. being crazy. Right. 
and somehow his ability to make riddles was not central to the movie at all. It yes. didn't matter one bit. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that was not good. Yeah, I know. The further I get away from that movie, the more I realize it wasn't very good. I felt that way about uh, Batman Rises. So you the know, third one, the third Nolan yeah. one. It was like I enjoyed yeah. it, and then yeah. it was like just as time went by, like there are some scenes that just don't make any sense, and I don't know, it's just real bloated. Did you feel like the whole movie? They're just the the movie's just kind of shrugging its shoulders and saying sorry. Yeah, there was we had to do something. There's a lot of like they you know, they they made us do this. This isn't what we wanted to do. You guys know <laughs> that, right? This this wasn't the there plan. There was a lot of money to yeah. There's just some dollar figures you can't turn down. Mm-mm. Name name one. Eighty dollars. Nope. Anything yeah. for eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of Tillamook. That's that is a lot of Tillamook. That's several pounds. Maybe a wheel. Maybe an entire wheel of Tillamook. <laughs> and I would like to own a wheel of cheese someday. I feel Man. like that's that's how you know you made it. You open your door, you find a wheel of cheese. Would you have a cheese room? Like a oh wow a oh, room? Oh yeah, like a like a cave. Yeah. That's the perfect temperature for storing cheeses. Like a cheese cellar. Mm, I would always I always invite people to see my cheeses. Cheesemonger. Mm, cheesemonger. That sounds yeah, gross. Be cool, like Batman villain, the cheesemonger. The cheesemonger. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cheesemonger. I'm lactose intolerant. I don't tolerate <laughs> lactose or crime. <laughs> this plan's more holy than Swiss cheese. <laughs> For the listener, I just smashed my fist into mm-hmm. my open hand as a la. Burt Ward Robin from the Adam West Batman series. <laughs> is is Burt Ward dead? No, he's still alive. What's he doing? He sells so he sells Seashells. some kind of dog food. The that, sure. <laughs> he sells some kind of dog well, food. The Riddler that he uh, claims will make your dog immortal. I'm not even kidding. Oh, yeah, like expensive gourmet dog food that'll make your dog live forever. What is a dog that lives forever, and what is a bird that has no feather? Oh, I don't know the answer, but that might be. It'd <laughs> be a good one. It'd be. A, uh, it would take a really good detective to figure. Mm-hmm. It just. It seems like those are two separate items. Well, maybe not. I think the or... Riddler is probably clever enough to to mm-hmm. come up with an answer that would surprise everyone. Right. You just got to pretend. You got to say cipher, and then you got to say it's a backwards cipher. And you've got to say, wait a minute, maybe it's not a cipher at all. And then you figure it out. Like, that's the the pattern of solving riddles. You know, thinking back to that Batman uh, movie. Yeah. I think that this is the first on-screen Batman villain Uh that I can easily imagine having a problem with jacking off too much. The, The Riddler, you mean? Yeah, the Riddler. Okay. Right. I don't even know if the Joker ever jacks off. No, no, probably not. The Heath Ledger Joker. I'm thinking about it. Like, I like. I don't think that the Riddler's ever done anything but J.O. Yeah, that's part of it. There's a riddle for yeah, you. Yeah, well, it would be hard to have a relationship with somebody who, you know, you're like, oh, you're making dinner. What are you making? And then they just spout off with some kind of nonsense and won't feed you What's until. What's as big as a shoe but doesn't get worn? What's as big as a car but has two sets of horns hmm. i don't know the answer either but it is a there is a <laughs> right. riddle I have a, I have a riddle for you what refuses to grow 
no matter how many seeds are planted. Bad idea. The Riddler semen. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Let's, let us, let us write the next Batman. Yeah. Movie. It'd be so good. Yeah. Can't be any worse. In, no, no, no. I haven't seen it. In my Batman movie, uh, Batman right. puts the black eye makeup on, but then he does his whole face, and then his mask gets ripped off, and then he gets canceled. <laughs> He's not allowed because they. It's like it's they. They know who he is. He doesn't get in trouble for beating up everyone. It's because Mm-mm. Mm-mm. we don't do that no more. Justin nope. Justin Trudeau, <laughs> real send up of. Canadian Prime Minister. Prime Minister. That's pretty motherfucker. Right. <laughs> that whole Freedom Convoy thing, the way he cracked down on that was just trying to distance from his racist yeah. past. Yeah. Convoy. We got a great big convoy in this trucking through the night. I did see a funny thing that there's like the convoy was coming through and some like dude rode his bike in fr- at the very front of all of them just really, really slow. And <laughs> they're just... <laughs> hundreds of things honking and Tim just slowly driving. <laughs> is he just is he kind of meandering in the lane a little bit? Like yeah, kind of yeah. wa- like a just little wobbly. Like going in and out. Just act like you've never ridden like you've just learned to ride a yeah. bike. So you, <laughs> no one can be mean to you. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. I am weather chaser extraordinaire. Hey, that's not a, a weather system. It's a star destroyer. <laughs> I forgot the line. It's a death star. That's, that's no moon. That's no moon. That's no moon. <laughs> Glad you worked this out ahead of time. Um, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of prep that goes into this. Yeah, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Mike Weeby, hi, everybody. He's dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead. Okay. Yeah. His son, however, mm-hmm. starring in movies. I heard that. He was in that... Uh, Liquor Ice Pizza. Yeah. Doesn't sound very tasty. It was a, it was a name of a uh, Southern chain California, of yeah. record stores, apparently. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I get it. Liquor's Pizza. Record store. I get it. Black Pizzas. I never thought about it. I didn't think about it until just now. It's a pretty good name. It's a good name. I don't uh. think it was that good because they, they didn't stay in business. Well, what record stores did? Yeah. Name one. Uh, <laughs> damn it. You're wrong. <laughs> you took too long. Mm-hmm. Do we want to just scramble towards our our aged demo immediately and talk about how much fun going to record stores used to be. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, admittedly, I think we spent more time probably in CD stores. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. 
that clack of the CDs hitting yeah. each other as you clack, scroll through. Clack, yeah. Remember when they came in a big, like, long, oblong cardboard box? Those those cardboard boxes are worth a lot of money now. What, like oh, I bet bucks? so, yeah, because nobody won. They were hard as hell to take off without destroying them, yeah. right? Yeah. And two, they were actually made with a very rare amphetamine. <laughs> so if you have one, smoke up, Johnny. Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> so our Who's... first story. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry, Kevin. I, I, yeah. I know we need to get to the news, and that's what the listener expects from right. us. The, the hard-hitting news that we, we've become famous for. Yes. But here we are again, a trio, mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't want... Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to get so used to the betrayal that we don't call attention to it, I guess, yeah. is what I'm saying. It's it's so standard for Mark to fail to show up to it's, this. It's hyper-normalization of abuse. <laughs> hyper-normalization. <laughs> Man, put that on the list. That's a good one. It's more normal than normal. More normal than normal. More normal than normal. <laughs> Uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> I saw a guy that looked like Rob Zombie, but I don't think it was Rob Zombie at Wait. South by Southwest. I did go to South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a lot to report. Actually, I don't have anything to report. It was lovely. It was actually really fun. Those things usually aren't as fun, and this was very, nice. there weren't that many people around. Yeah, it seemed lower key than it had been in recent years. Yeah, I got signed to <laughs> Geffen. <laughs> so our first story... Comes to us from the BBC. Ah, the Bad Boys bad Club. Boys Club. I don't think we've had a BBC story in quite a while. So, well, they after we got onto them the last time, they probably were afraid to publish. Yeah, let's true. see probably. if they've earned. Let's see, let's see if they've earned back our trust. Yes. Potholes and other road maintenance issues can be serious problems when they're neglected by local governments. One road in Harlow, Essex, England, has gotten so bad, in fact that repairs have been undertaken by none other than 77-year-old singer Sir Rod Stewart. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have something to tell you guys. Yeah? Let's get through this story, and I'll tell you a thing that you probably never heard about Rod Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) And just remember the name Rod is going to make a lot of sense. <laughs> It'll be referred to not by his name, and the words come back are going to also be included in <laughs> two ways. A double untundre. <laughs> Rod Stewart is a British singer and pop star best known for hits like Maggie May and... Do you think I'm sexy? And now he's also known for shoveling gravel into potholes. Uh, I know something else that got shoveled into a hole <laughs> regarding him. <laughs> Continue. In a video posted to his Instagram, Rod Stewart said, quote, People are bashing their cars up. The other day, there was an ambulance with a burst tire. My Ferrari can't go through here at all. Oh no. Oh. oh no. Oh no. I think it's cool that he has a Ferrari, but not that cool. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of some of the sometimes I see like Ferraris and stuff, and I just think like, oh, you're you're an asshole. True. I, I don't think they're very good cars, are they? I mean, like they're super fast, but don't they like break down and shit a lot? Yeah, they need, and, like, like, all those, they like, need a, like constant maintenance. Yeah. It is. It is such a pointless display of wealth. Like I think, look, if you want to collect cars for whatever, if you want to go to a track and race cars, that's fine. But man, Italian supercars driving around on American streets that yeah that are not built for car that's that low to the ground is just it's just it's gross it just it's gross to see that and that's what i was saying too because i i do think they look cool and stuff i'm not like i'm not like a car guy and but they're cool like whenever i see somebody like roll and it happens like somebody rolls up to the fucking grocery store in a in a ferrari or a or a lambo or something you just i just think like what a dork! Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. The speed limit's still forty-five. Doesn't matter what you're driving. There's too I much. <laughs> there's a big. Uh, there's a video that's mm-hmm. viral right now. Uh-huh. Somebody like taking a Tesla and taking this big hill. Oh, it yeah. Looks like in L.A. or San Francisco, and just getting. It's in L.A. Just getting tons of air, and like just, and then it just like bottoms out and eats <laughs> shit. You know. <laughs> Which I don't know the backstory behind it. Is there a backstory behind it? I just it? know Do the video. Know? Like I just saw the video, but yeah, it looks. At one point, you see the front tilt so far forward that you see the entire bottom of the car, and you yeah. think it, maybe it's going to flip over when it hits, and instead it lands. And there's a lot of braking sounds. I think I heard it was a rental. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that, but I also like don't believe that that works. I'll I'll pay the extra ten bucks for insurance or whatever. The extra thirty bucks for insurance and right. just like total it, and they that there's no repercussions. Right. I mean, maybe yeah. there. Is, maybe that's true. If that if that is true, that is like the craziest. True I can't thing. believe that insurance companies are so insidious that I can't believe they went. Ah, oh, we'll just leave this giant loophole in here. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. So uh, Rod Stewart added that he had to take matters into his own hands because quote no one can be bothered to do it. Mike, is it is it matters that he took into his own hands? Yeah, that's all. I mean, I was gonna get to that. Uh, oh, yeah. There Sorry. Was, I mean, I think sure. somebody was taking other things from their hands to not hands, maybe to mouths. Who knows? I don't know. The local town council was not amused. However, they wrote, "quote All road repairs have to be done by a professional to a professional level, or the person doing it." could become liable for any problems or accidents. And they added they would be happy to meet with the singer to discuss the issue. As of this recording, or about 10 minutes ago, uh, Rod Stewart's Instagram video featured him working on the road, uh, and it had over 91,000 likes and over 5,100 comments, including a comment from his former bandmate and current Rolling Stone guitarist, Ron Wood, who wrote, Bravo, Rod. What what's he doing on the road? Like how? how I mean, pot, potholes aren't like uh, oh, I'm gonna go fix that fence. Like they're not. It's not like a. He's a uh, he's got a big can... truck full of gravel, and him and him and his mates are uh, filling up the potholes with gravel. Man, just I, know, I know another pothole that got filled up with human gravel. <laughs> the, you know is there a this? story? Is there is there a story? Well, um. I mean, I guess I want to wrap up like I, I, I on the on this specific story that Rod Stewart. I think that is 
I think there is a weird thing where like, yeah, we need to start not need to, because you don't want them to get used to it. But there's the thing of just like, fuck it. The city won't do this. There was, I, think, I can't remember if it was, it was somewhere in the South, I believe that was just, or maybe it was in the UK. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Something was completely riddled with potholes and somebody just started and they, no one would fix them. No one would do anything about it. And somebody just went out with a can of spray paint and every pothole, they just spray painted a dick on it. They spray painted a dick coming or a dick, dick and balls everywhere. And lo and behold, the the city started fixing all those potholes up. So don't tell me what I do isn't important. (laughs) Well, and that seems a lot easier than actually doing the work yourself. That's a kind of work. (laughs) It's a kind of work. (laughs) Heather was saying that she had some friends that were like skateboarder dudes that like, uh, that, you know, like build bowls and, and make that know how to work with concrete and would uh-huh. go out and like concrete up potholes and stuff here and there. And I don't know if this, the city got mad at him or not or whatever, but it is just a thing of like, well, what do you expect? We got to drive on these roads. Right. All day. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. Have you guys ever hit like a really bad pothole? I mean, yeah. I fucked up my car bad. I was uh-huh. I was going to a sh- this is several years ago. I was going to a show, and I was all excited, and I just hit this fucking thing, and it destroyed my tire. It fucked up the the wheel. I had to get something done with the wheel, and it's yeah, it's just yeah. so loud and shitty sounding. So what I hear you saying is, if Rod Stewart lived in Austin, you wouldn't have had that problem. Basically not. I I think I you know. He, I, I like Rod Stewart a lot. I like his music, and he went through a horrible trauma. Oh, oh no! Uh, when I mean, it was a long time ago, and it was when I was a kid. And they tried <laughs> to keep it, they tried to keep the story real quiet, right? But I knew a lot. I just like I was kind of in the know when I was in junior high. Like I knew <laughs> a lot of had a lot of industry connections and uh-huh. um, people that would know about. See the seedy side, uh-huh. the seedy side of Hollywood, mm-hmm. and Denton as well. In Denton, Texas, sure, twenty five hundred yeah. miles from. Yeah. Okay. So, I got the lowdown on the story, and I didn't break it like publicly because I have a lot of respect for Rod Stewart's music. <laughs> but it is, if I would have gone to extra. Because TMZ didn't exist at the time, but I'm sure right. I don't even know if extra was on. It would probably be ET Entertainment tonight with Lisa Gimmins. Maybe a, a current affair. Maybe a current affair. I bet current. If this does seem like current affair yeah. material. Fair. Uh, and and then you know, Inquirer probably would have jumped on that. But um, turns out Rod Stewart had a let's just say let's just say an adult party with a whole bunch of special guests. <laughs> A bunch of guys. Okay. And I'm not going to say how it happened. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to say that. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes when you are experimenting and you're testing the boundaries of sex, sexual exploration, uh-huh. when you're boldly going where no one's gone before, mm. sexually, you're, you're, you're essentially, essentially, you're, uh, you're, Spock and Kirk flying past Uranus. I was I, I wasn't there. I don't know exactly how it happened, but Rod Stewart got so much male ejaculate <laughs> pumped into his stomach <laughs> that it 
it, it started to kill him. It was killing him. Because if you have too much of that stuff in there, you will die. I mean, obviously, that's a fact that we all know. But, it, it, you know, and you think about it, 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 I heard 12 gallons is what I was, <laughs> what I heard. How many liters is that? Well, that was the thing. It was like I had to, I mean, I, I was lucky because I was in school and I was able to quickly <laughs> reference the liter versus uh, mm-hmm. gallons different. It translated to about 12 gallons, you know, a little, little over, a little under. Right. Uh-huh. And like um, three gills. He was dying. He was, he was. So they they had to rush him to this hospital, right? But they did nobody wanted anybody to know that it was him. But there was this one nurse who you know happened to be working, and she, you know, and she was the aunt of a kid that I went to junior high with in Strickland. <laughs> that's how, that's how you were privy privy to yeah exactly. The, and she went and checked the charts, mm-hmm. saw what was going on. And they had to pump 12 gallons of semen out of his stomach because it was killing him. And what I asked, Uh well, my question was, Uh why didn't they just, you know, make him throw up, you know? Why don't you just throw that up? The reason why why they couldn't do that medically Uh Is because cum is sticky, <laughs> and it was too stuck in there. It, you know, yeah, it was. It was probably not unlike the concrete that he was <laughs> right. pouring into these potholes. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that Rod Stewart's out there doing this because essentially he had the same thing done to himself. He had to go. Mm. He knows the process. So they, yeah, they had to get this, you know, special tube down his throat and pump his stomach. <laughs> Have you ever seen the hot? Yeah, you know, you know when you give somebody CPR and you pound on their ch- the chest, you know, with the compressions. They had to do that with his stomach <laughs> to get all the semen to come out. Twelve gallons of so <laughs> twelve gallons of semen. I mean, you can imagine how crazy. Because I mean, I would say like the average guy produces. Let's just say a shot glass full. Okay. Right. Two right. two ounces. Two ounces. Al, I don't I don't I don't I don't have those same books I had with me mm-hmm. when I was in junior high. But this is, you know, and I feel like I'm breaking the story now cuz I don't think anybody's ever heard this before. No, n- not even on this podcast. Well, so few of us knew about it, you know. You kind of had to know. <laughs> you had to know that Randy's aunt worked in a celebrity hospital. Right. <laughs> right. So, but I think that in this day and age, like I can, we can talk about this and, and, and I don't think that there's, there's going to be any, we're all very sex positive here. Right. And I think that most of our listeners are sex positive and mm-hmm. are just going to consider this a case of sexual play gone wrong and just call it a little bit of boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you for breaking that story, Mike. Yeah, that's, that's that's so new. That's not something I've ever heard before <laughs> in any context. Yeah, before no. I even knew who Rod yeah. Stewart was. Well, it's funny. His name's Rod, too. You know, a lot of people. <laughs> right. That was something I was worried about getting out, too. If it ever comes up, guys, uh, and we ever have a story featuring Richard Gere, have I got a story <laughs> to tell you? Oh, well. well I don't want to get. I don't want to get into it right now. Weird. But 
it's it's something similarly mike that i don't know that a lot of people know yeah. about and i just oh. i happen to come across it and i've been i've tried to keep quiet about it my whole life it's shocking uh and not something you not something you, you would learn this in junior high uh yeah it was probably oh. around junior high that i, that I heard it um, but junior and that's high just that? that was a time that I, that was calhoun junior high <laughs> that was the <laughs> it was kind of a rough and tumble spot and then we don't need to get into it but i don't know who we talk to you but it might be fake news because i know a lot of Calhoun kids were noted liars. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's from a very reliable source. We'll get in, we'll get into it next time right. on the the next time we cover Richard Gear. Okay. Next time we have a story about an officer and a gentleman. Right. Hollywood and Babylon. The podcast. Mayonnaise. So our next story comes to us from Vice, and uh, we haven't had this in a while. This uh, story wins headline of the week. Oh. oh. So I don't oh. I normally don't read headlines but you know this was a pretty good one so this one gets read and uh, the hmm. headline is a priest used Jesus's butt as a time capsule. Oh. Yeah. That is a good headline. I hope it's an accurate headline. Can I already say what I think I'm going to say at some point in this? <laughs> What's that? Yes. Wrecked him, damn near killed him <laughs> and then <laughs> resurrected him. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Art restorers of an 18th century statue of Jesus Christ located in a church in northern Spain have found something they weren't expecting. Hmm. While working on restoring the statue, the workers noticed a small opening in the statue's butt that was covered by a piece of cloth. And when they took a closer look, they realized that the opening held a secret scroll. Apparently Ooh. in 1777, a priest named Joaquin Minguez wrote a note chronicling his daily life and then hit it in the ass of a Jesus statue, hoping that it might be read by some distant future generation. That's cool. The note covers topics ranging from the state of Spain, his town's economics, current trends, the most popular bullfighters, the effects of typhoid fever, and it even mentions the sculptor's name. The art restorers declined to say what they would do with the note, but for some reason, they made an awkward video recreating the note all while circus music played over the soundtrack. That's weird. Did it, how, did it smell? <laughs> I mean, the statue is wood, so, you know, I'm guessing it's... Was it in the butt cheek? Or was it rolled up and went straight into the rectum? <laughs> Damn near killed him. And then resurrected him. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Ah, uh, thank you, Mike. It was, it was like a removable compartment. Okay, so it was like a butt cheek. Or was it the whole butt? Yeah, it was like the whole like, butt. Like a colostomy bag? Like removable? No, like like removable buttocks. Like you take out the glutes. Yeah. And then there's like, it's, it's the statue's wood, so it's hollow inside. Oh, like a, do you think an invading army hid in the statue? No, it wasn't that big. Okay. Just Maybe one guy. Like, it was a Trojan Jesus. That'd be a big Jesus, like that Brazilian Jesus. That Brazilian one. Oh, yeah. Is that Mexico City? It's, it's Rio. Do they have a big Jesus or they have a big cross? No, they have a big Jesus. I thought there was one in Mexico City. I'm, I'm sure there's a big Jesus in Mexico City. Except they call him Jesus. Yeah, there's like a lot of guys named Jesus. Yeah. It's just a fat guy working a, a little cart yeah. selling sopapillas in the morning. Is it, it's, is it sopapilla or sopapilla? Sopa. I think it's sopapia. Sopa? Yeah. Sopa. Yeah. I haven't had a sopapia in a long time. 
Ben Johnson's mom used to make the fuck out of those. They were real really? good. Yeah, I mean, she they, she had like her own. Like I've had them other places, and I don't know if it's because I had hers first, but it'll do it. They were like really big, and like yeah, it was awesome. We'd wake up sometimes. She just the, for the listener, what outside of you know Texas and Mexico, what is a uh, sopapilla? It's, it's uh, sort of a pastry, I guess. I guess yeah. that in the loosest terms, you would say it's just a, like a puff pastry. Like, like a puff, just, yeah. yeah. It, it's like a it's hollow, hollow and bready, and put sugar, uh, put honey or, in them, right? Or honey, sure, yeah. yeah. And they're so good. And at Poncho's, you can get unlimited sopapillas. Sorry, call. Yeah, I wrote a song called "Fist Fight at Poncho's." <laughs> About a fist fight that happened between servers at Pont, between guys that like shovel food at Poncho's. Wow. Mm-hmm. What was the chorus? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> was I, wasn't there a line, my flag is up? My flag, like that's, <laughs> yeah. It was a response yeah. to a taunt. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Something yeah. about your face gets smashed with frozen margs. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story comes to us from Kotaku. Oh, Kotaku. What is Kotaku? It's like a video game news site. So not a, not a serious news site. Oh, I mean, they're serious about video games. Oh, is this about video games? Cancel. Mike, Mike, Siri just happened? tried to talk Whoa. to me. It just, it I all feel like I went, just... There's nothing playing. It was directed at me. <laughs> We're canceling Brian. I don't know what I did. I don't know what Cancel. I did to deserve that. I just had a question, and I feel like I've been attacked. Uh, we've Kotaku. covered Kotaku a couple times, but uh, this is more... This is more of an online thing than a video game thing. I don't know what the word Kotaku means. The word the word otaku means like a like a gross comic book guy kind of person that pervs out over Japanese anime chicks. Is it describing Westerners or is it describing people of Japanese descent? I think it's everyone, any yeah. guy that's just so. Like, if you were a guy who reads lots of kind of fetish manga and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and yayos all day, but I don't know. Manga uh, or manga? Am I, am I manga. pronouncing that correctly? Manga. Mongo. Mongo. Okay. I learned something. So, yeah. So, this comes for, to us from Kotaku, and uh, it also, to some degree, bots will be involved. You'll have to wait for it, though. It only, it only comes up once. Should we, should we react? Should we say bots when we hear it? Should we yeah, like... from now on, that's a, that's a new thing we're going to start. Anytime that bots come up. I just want you guys to yell out butts any all future episodes. Well, that's gonna be needed some contract for go renegotiation. Right. Pepe the Frog is a comic book character created by cartoonist Matt Fury in 2005. Pepe first appeared in Fury's blog posts and then in a subsequent comic book called Boys Club. Pepe was an easy club. Pepe was an easygoing (laughs) marijuana smoking frog. These weren't bad boys. The club, though, this was just a regular, just an old boys' club, not bad boys' club, because it was mm-hmm. American too. Right, right, yeah, and right. nothing like the bad boys' club in England. He wasn't French. He was Pepe. So I know the story behind this. He chose the name Pepe for him because it sounded like pee pee. Oh, <laughs> this guy's got a great sense of humor. I like him. <laughs> Pepe was an easygoing marijuana smoking frog whose catchphrase was "Feels good, man." Until 2015, when his image was adopted by the alt-right and was even labeled a hate symbol by the Anti-Defamation League. 
Pepe's creator began suing over the use of Pepe as a symbol of hate and also launched a campaign to refresh the image of Pepe, including supporting Pepe's use as a symbol of resistance in Hong Kong, working with a 2020 documentary about Pepe's co-option by the alt-right, and now launching Pepe as a frog NFT. Late last year, Matt Fury ran an NFT auction of a drawing of Pepe waist-deep in a pool with his ass crack visible just above the surface. At the time of the auction, he said there would be 99 more NFTs representing the same image uh, that he would never put up for sale. The winner mm-hmm. purchased, and I did some research today, apparently some alt-right group was selling NFTs that looked really similar to Pepe, and he sued them and got those auctions taken down. And so that I think that was what oh, nice. uh, caused him to uh, do this. So the winner purchased the NFT for $537,084. Then... So dumb. (laughs) Then, a couple weeks later, Fury released 46 of the 99 remaining NFTs for free. The The purchaser is now suing Fury... For his purchase price plus punitive damages for devaluing the image. The lawsuit is far from over, but it's confusing as to what the purchaser's legal strategy is. Since Fury owns the copyright to the image, he never promised to retain the 99 NFTs. He just said he'd never sell them. And the image itself is visible numerous places online, including the auction site. Nevertheless, Fury has succeeded in getting us to talk about Pepe, Without linking him to the alt right. Well, all right. Yeah, that guy's supposedly really cool, and like the the comics, because it was a comic series, uh, and they it was just kind of like goofy stoner sort of humor. It wasn't definitely not political. Then there's a there's a documentary that's actually really good and interesting called Feels Good Man. Yeah, and actually a guy from a guy a guy that I'm I'm that I know from Austin. I haven't seen him in years, but. Uh, was uh i think directed it or was produced it i think oh. um you had to watch a couple of trailers for that because i didn't know how to pronounce fury if it was fury or furry or what yeah but it's you know it is that that weird thing where like all right they were obsessed with the pepe thing yeah. they were really well, it was everywhere for a while yeah i didn't know the origin like, why did they pick that? Do you know that? Like, I don't know. It just became like a meme. Why did they glom onto it? And then around 2015, it started appearing in their, like, chat groups. And then they started morphing it into the images of things that they liked, like Trump and Hitler and whatever, and just, like, attaching it to, like, <laughs> yeah. But It's like I'm imagining a dating site with those likes and dislikes. Likes, oh, yeah. Trump, Hitler. I think, you know, like, as far as, like, the image, like, he, it's this very, like, kind of, like, dumb, smug, looking, like, fuck you, kind of, like, looking frog, you know? And uh, so that had to be, like, just kind of a weird smug look on its face. And I don't know, you know, I've seen it happen with a ton of things that aren't necessarily nefarious, where there's just, for whatever reason... It, it, there's things that just weirdly snowball and and just kind of go out of control and yeah. it whatever it was meant initially like i mean kind of like uh the keep on trucking guy from the from the from the Our 60s Chrome. or 70s yeah. 
Oh but yeah, our yeah, crumb did like this. Keep on trying, and apparently that, or, or uh, the guy that uh, just the the yellow happy face. Have a nice day. Right. You know that was that wasn't like that was just like a thing that caught on for no particular reason, but it just kind of did. You know, people people had made drawings of smiley faces before, but it just kind of <laughs> there was some just sort of thing that was in the zeitgeist that kind right. of. Uh, there was a storm that it just kind of happened. I think it's something you can't plan, but so you uh, guys remember the the guy who looked like a fry guy that that if you don't like my driving, call one eight hundred eat shit, and he was flipping you off on the bumper sticker. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I like that. So that's guy. like that. I do have a story about this. I didn't think about telling it, but I'll tell you now. Like, and this goes oh, back good. to junior high in Denton, Texas. Uh, I don't oh, know specifically yeah? which one, but the first person Matt Fury if it's a cool story. sued yeah. was an assistant Damn principal it. at a junior high in Texas, in Denton who wrote and self-published a children's book all about Pepe the Frog and uh, how him and his friend, like a caterpillar, I think, were going to team up and like kick out all the alligators who were clearly like Palestinian caricatures. And word got out and supposedly... School did not fire that guy. They just reassigned him. Yeah, it sounds like Calhoun. Actually, that you're right, Brian. That does sound like Calhoun. Uh, it, it has more of a really. I mean, I thought. Has I thought it, it might Calhoun, be. A Calhoun it's got a Strickland vibe. I think a little bit vibe to it. It sounds yeah, like. Yeah, no, I, I remember I'm there was a lot sure. of. But he was the first of, one that uh, Matt Fury sued or threatened to sue, and he made him give yeah. up all of his profits to. Uh, I think it's you know like an anti either the anti defamation league or you know some civil rights organization. So this is this is tangential to this, but I've I've heard and you guys might know if this is true or not. But so the the NFT marketplace I hear is awash with forgeries, uh, false sellers, illegal selling, like un unverified. I guess that's the word. Like people just claiming other people's art is their own and selling it. In, in, in a monumental scale, like at a, at a scale that is staggering how often people are having their shit stolen. What you're buying when you're buying an NFT is you're just buy, buying a point in the blockchain. So whatever is connected to there is connected to there. And so you're maybe buying this picture, but you're really not. You're, it's just because the picture can be changed and you're not buying the rights to the image usually. So does that mean that anyone has the... Anyone can sell any point. Like, how do you establish ownership of a point in the blockchain if you are not the creator of the artwork? Right, because you could just, like, I can buy Ethereum right now and have, you know, whatever that is, wherever that is in the blockchain. And the the artist, the hardworking person who toiled to create said image is cut out entirely. It's it's complicated because it's, it's unregulated. But, yeah, theoretically, mm. you're still committing copyright infringement or are you because you're not really selling the image i think most of the people that are trying to do it well i don't know about the unregulated stuff but i mean i feel like most of the things that are getting a ton of money tend to be original as of thus far but i might be wrong about that i don't i don't, I don't really know i bought one and you and you saying it made me go check to see and it was and i think if i sell it i'll make 150 bucks so nice. no I was hoping for a lot more, so, but whatever. And I don't even know. At least you didn't spend, they said, so the lawsuit says that this guy is estimating that his NFT is now worth $30,000. That's yeah. more, like five, more than $500,000 less than he paid. Yeah, good luck establishing 
value. That's. I wonder if the guy <laughs> that bought it, it was like an alt-right guy. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is a lot of this money, as people have traced it through NFTs, is going to like alt-right groups and going to like, it's just like a new way for people to like store their money. So a lot of it is sort of like black market, gray market kind of things yeah. as well. Well, it seems like a great way to launder money, too. Yeah, well, all art, art has always been a great way to launder money. Right. I like artists. I don't know that I like the art world or people who consume art. We're making lots of salient, serious points <laughs> yeah. that I think we need to get away from. All right. Have you ever eaten at Uchi? That food is art, and I think uh, I would be happy to consume that. I only eat sushi that has spicy mayonnaise sauce on it. Ooh. They have that. I hate that stuff. I'm, I was being facetious. To me, that ruins everything. When you put, like, goopy junk on stuff. Oh, I hate it. It's gross. Mm, yeah. Gross. Super and gross. I don't think they have spicy mayonnaise stuff. They have some kind of weird thing that you've never had that's oh. blow your dang mind. I need to go there. I'll be good. The restaurant go. in Austin? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's have the listener here, <laughs> Mike and I, make arrangements to go eat somewhere. Yeah, you guys yeah. want to make... Why don't you make reservations right now? We can wait. I All mean, right. I could. I could. There's a what good you... happy hour that's actually, you know, it's expensive, but it's still somewhat affordable as opposed to like going night and like spending a ton of money. When does your happy hour start? Is it like a four o'clock? Five. Or a five? Yeah. I do that. So our next story it out. comes oh. to us from Insider. Yeah. Oh, Fun Police. Insider. Fun Police just got here. Yeah. <laughs> Kawasaki is best known for its motorcycles, but... Spectators at March's International Robot Exhibition in Tokyo were treated to its latest creation, a rideable... Hey, hey Kevin. Yes. Is, is this some kind of bovine liquor company? Cow Asaki? Asaki? The cow's drinking Asaki? <laughs> Number one podcast in Norway. That's how it happens. That's you're welcome, investors. Uh, where was I? Uh, mm-hmm. Spectre. They were treated to Kawasaki's latest creation, a rideable electric goat robot. The goat robot named Bex walks by alternating its limbs and can be used as a transportation device with riders steering it using handlebars. The goat can carry up to 220 pounds or around 100 kilos, and Kawasaki said it could be used to carry cargo in warehouses and factories. Kawasaki didn't give any specifics on the goat's speed or if, like goats in cartoons, it can survive on a diet of tin cans. Probably would have to eat the tin cans since it's a robot. Yeah, robots eat metal. Does it look like a goat? Is it cloven-hooved? Not really. They, they, the hooves look like they're just like, they're not wheels, but they kind of look like wheels. Do, do they have rectangular pupils? No, oh, they don't have any pupils. Creepy as hell. In fact, I think the head is removable. Man, they're so weird. Nobody talks about how weird goat pupils are. Yeah, like, why are they like well, that? Goat pupils and octopus pupils are the same, and that's what freaks me out. Octopus have goat eyes? Or do goats have octopus eyes? Yeah, they got that, that, that like sideways oval people just like mm. goats yeah it's always surprising when you look at one they look at you you feel like something's happening yeah don't care for it there must be some their vision must be radically different right with mm-hmm. my understanding is it's a it's a 
prey animal thing. So they're they have a like more of a 360 kind of vision because of the way their pupils are oh, shaped. Oh, so it's harder to sneak up on. Well, rabbits uh, don't have that. The rabbits got rabbits vision rabbits. is really bad. They got good hearing and smelling. Horses don't have that. Horses are fast though. Goats aren't fast. Things eat horses, right? I think. Well, I then why wouldn't they build a mechanical horse? Do horses have any natural predators? Well, they're not native to the U.S., so not here. All horses come from Europe. That's my my kid's book I'm writing. All horses come <laughs> yeah. from Europe. It features it features Pepe. Yeah, Pepe. <laughs> the all horses come from Europe, and we want to keep them out. <laughs> Do horses belong here? No. No. Where should we send horses? Send horses back home. It's not wrong <laughs> to ask someone to go back home. It's right. their home. <laughs> yeah, every other page is you you get the kids to yell along with you, send the horses home. Yeah. <laughs> That's real fun. And the horses are always smiling really big as you yeah. load them up and send them back to their homeland with all the other I horses. Can't wait until somebody excerpts just <laughs> this part of this conversation. And uh, and then we don't have a podcast no. anymore. Nah, well, Mark will probably no, cut it all the out. Rest of it. Yeah, we got yeah. the rest of it that we can say, hey, listen to the whole thing. We're just yeah. listen. We're just talking. We're just talking. <laughs> can't, people can't have conversations anymore? People, people can't have conversations anymore? Yeah, I thought, I thought this was America. I guess I can have someone from the with the, that's brain dead that doesn't think about shit come on mm-hmm. the podcast to balance it out, but... Like who? Who'd that be? Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Is he brain dead? Yeah. He did that phony puppy thing, right? Isn't that him? He like pretended oh, to yeah, find a puppy or something, but it was a plant. Oh, they like bought one from a breeder or something? <laughs> I don't know about I don't know how detailed it was. I think his I think he just had a phony puppy rescue. It wasn't like, as bad as Brian Williams' phony escape from a war zone, but yeah, I listened to a story about that and how they were like theorizing that maybe he thinks it happened to him or something. Yeah, people really rationalize things for people they like. I don't think I could make it. <laughs> yeah, does I, loved, seem weird. I loved his work with the Beach Boys, okay? Oh, that makes sense because he was probably on acid when that happened. Oh, yeah, it's right. true. And he's like caught confused and thought it was the helicopters, like, or whatever. But he was on a fucking acid and his fucking dad had probably just beaten the shit out of him. All right. <laughs> Isn't there a recent Brian Wilson documentary and not like a uh, major TV There's one? like a movie where he's played by Old John Dan Cusack Adam. and somebody else. He's played by the Riddler. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> and I do wonder, I do wonder too if uh, Brian Wilson jacks off. So that's full circle as well. It is full circle. Yeah, I bet that. he does. Yeah. That's what... That's what Sloop John B's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go home. I want to go home because he wants to go home and jack off. Yep. yep. <laughs> he wants to get in his bathroom and pull out his, his old hustlers. But he did have a lot of hustlers. That was pull the age his, of hustlers. Pull out some Easy Rider magazines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pull up straight to the back for the photos. Yeah. Or maybe just some old surf magazines with girls in b- polka dot bikinis. Glad you said polka dot bikinis. <laughs> and 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 I bet he harmonizes with himself right when he finishes too. <laughs> He's that talented. He is. He's very He's talented. He's that talented. Uh, so this episode drops on April sixth. Does uh, anybody have anything coming up? 
You, you, yeah, you go ahead, Mike. I'm going to check my calendar. Okay. I've got a, I've got a tour with Dracula's. It's starting April 7th in Dallas, Texas. Come out to the show. Talk to me about INS and I'll give you a sticker. Nice. From oh. INS. And that's quite a deal. Quite a deal. Will you also give them a drawing? I'll give you I'll give you a drawing. I'll give you a sticker sticker. Come up to me and say, INS. Uh, <laughs> no one should use so I, I like say, INS, INS with just a pause. It's pretty good. Pause and then go. Because it is sticky. <laughs> and I'll know that you know, and you'll get a sticker and a and an and an artworks by me. Oh, and an NFT. And no, I don't know how to make NFTs yet. Hey, Mike, I have a question. Now we've talked about you playing shows before and comedy things you do. Uh, for our international listeners, if they're interested in in seeing you live, are you do you have any international Ooh. trips planned? Any overseas ventures? Any, Nothing any opportunity? Anything in Norway, but, Denmark, Ireland? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, go to Scandinavia. That's all Scandinavia, there right? There are, I mean, as of South by Southwest, there are actually plans in the works. Ooh. All right. So, nice. Um, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this, this year, if not next year for sure, but maybe in the fall, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing something over there. Nice. Awesome. One of the projects. I believe I believe Mark Ryan has things coming up, but he's not here and I don't know his calendar. He's not here. Yeah. Missed missed his opportunity. You know what? He'll probably just insert it. He'll probably <laughs> just he'll do it as my voice. In, yeah. Just in, in an awkward time. Yeah, I'll mess up the flow of something right. really informative or funny <laughs> that we said. Better yet, he won't even cut it. He'll just talk over it. He'll just dub yeah. himself over this. Talking about Viticon yeah, dates. If this, if this, if you're just hearing our voices now for the first uh, time. Hey, hey Austin, Austin people, people, this, this is, is Mark, Mark Ryan, Ryan editor, editor of INS. INS. Come, Come see, see Viticon, Viticon at Hotel, Hotel Vegas, Vegas, April 15th. It's, it's an, an early, early show. show. See, see you there. And there's nothing we can do about it. As Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Stash episodes of INS in your next time capsule, no matter where you end up hiding it. Check out the INS merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS the news you need.